Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rebel Babe Cave. Really excited that you are here today. I am really excited to share my guest Regina with you today. It's such a cool episode, such an amazing woman, my goodness. So before I get into that, I am just going to drop again my nutrition coaching program that is coming up here really, really soon. I'm just putting on those finishing touches to it. And hopefully you'll be hearing me talk about it. Maybe I'm already talking about how I'm launching it next week. We will see. (laughs) I record these in advance. So sometimes I have no idea what's going to happen, but the goal is to be popping this off. And it is a nutrition coaching program for busy people. So I have busy body and boutique body, which basically, um, if you're a boutique owner, I gear all my content on that to you. And if you're just like a busy person and you just don't have time or the understanding or you don't want to deal with counting macros and all of that, I have something for you as well. So if you guys go to crystalrose.com slash nutrition, you can find out more about it. And you can sign up for the newsletter to get more information. And hopefully there's more stuff there for you guys to either apply or check out further. Who even knows at this point? (laughs) Sometimes we are just living one day at a time, especially in 2020, because shit is crazy. So Regina actually came across um, my Instagram because we have the same photographer. So she's local And my photographer posted her and I was like, who is this little light? (laughs) Who is this woman? So I read up on her and she's a health coach. And I thought that was really cool. Um, And, you know, one of the things I really love about Regina is she's in the space. Like, you guys, this episode, we talk a lot about weight loss. And while I do know and understand there's a lot of people out there who want to lose weight, as someone who was obsessed with losing weight for the majority of my life. I understand that it can be like a really triggering subject for a lot of people. And I don't think the most important thing in the world is weight loss at all. And yes, we talk about it a lot. Regina has lost over a hundred pounds, which is crazy. Like, I mean, a hundred pounds, is a lot of weight. And I think one of the coolest things about her is that she decided to become a health coach to help other people. And I think it just speaks to the fact that there's so many people out there who want to be wherever, you know, quote unquote, there is like, they feel like they have to be this perfect person. um, And they have had to have like, you know, 20 years of experience to help others. And it's just not true. Like sometimes, sometimes the best person to help another person is someone who's just a couple of steps ahead, you know, maybe just a few steps ahead who can literally look back and be like, I've been where you've been not too long ago. And 
I can see the light. So I can help you get there too. And that's one of the things I really, really loved and appreciate about Regina is that she just knew that she could help other people and dove right on into it. And like I said, I, I think, you know, talking about weight loss and going into it, like, do I think, you know, everyone needs to lose weight? You know, like I think Regina is a beautiful person um, and she has her specific goals and that's her. So I, I really think we need to stop looking at other people and saying that they don't need to do something or they do need to do something, you know, um, so often people will post pictures and, you know, they'll say that they're on their journey and blah, blah, blah. And people are like, you don't need to lose weight or you don't need to do this. And, you know, that's not helpful. People have their own personal goals. Like we all have places where we want to take our own bodies, wherever that may be. And I mean, as long as you're not hurting yourself, um, or other people, like I, I you know, do you girl, um, <laughs> do whatever you want to do. But I, I just think that there's so much, I don't know, hellfire around weight loss in the industry. And I think that there's a really, really, really damaging aspect of it for sure. And diet culture has just like got to go, but there's also some really great aspects of it. And I know for me personally, I help people lose weight. I help a lot of people lose weight and I'd rather them learn it from me and do it in the healthy way than go on some crazy crash diet or follow someone who doesn't give a crap about them. So that's just my take on that, you guys. And this, like I said, is such a beautiful episode. Regina is a light. And I like at the end, you guys have got to see to the end because she does something really, really cool. Like I was so pumped for it. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Regina Jackson is a proud Jersey girl, born and raised, but now she is loving life in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. Since she was a young girl, she's lived a life where she was smiling and happy on the outside, but always had this internal struggle with her weight. As a performer and professional singer, no one wants to see that struggle on stage. After years of trying and failing fad diets, she finally found the tools to guide her on her journey to optimal health, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually as well. She's now down 100 pounds and counting. Since starting out on her journey, she has truly become passionate about coming alongside of others on their journey to optimal health and to help people realize what's possible in their own lives mentally, physically, and financially. Regina knows that if she can do it, anyone can do it. Regina is on fire to help people realize what's possible in their own lives. Hashtag the journey continues. Regina, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you here. I am sure you have an amazing story and I cannot wait to dive in. But before we do that, we have like a little kind of ritual here called Goals, Gratitude, and Badassery. So we ask our guests to tell us what you are grateful for or what your goals are, what you're grateful for. And then badassery is something that you are proud of that you've done recently or that you think is pretty badass. So my goal, my next goal is to reach 150 pounds lost. I'm thankful really just for life because with this pandemic and everything going on, um, when it first started, I literally thought the sky was falling and that my little baby 
you know, health coaching business was going to just die and it just barely started. And so I'm thankful that, you know, things are still functioning and that I was really thankful and blessed to be able to pivot, you know, in this time and just kind of still focus on what I have going on. And then that after (laughs) well, that would definitely be that I have hit a milestone that I never thought I would hit, which is to have lost a hundred pounds. So that is something that I think still mentally is something I haven't processed yet, but uh, I think that that is definitely something to celebrate. And at first I'm like, I shouldn't celebrate that, but. I'm oh my God. That. Yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I am, especially because it's really been, once I hit that milestone, I kind of, kind of just sat at a standstill because I think that my mind hadn't caught up with my body. And so it was just about, you know, me realizing like my body, I'm now going into a place where I'm going into an unknown space. You know what I mean? Like I haven't, even the size I am now, I don't think I've ever been there in my adult life. So I think to realize that, you know, that everything is kind of changing and me having to adjust with that and realizing that even though it's a good change, it's still something I'm not comfortable with because I've never been there before. So I think mentally, just having to mentally process that and like, wow, you're like really doing this. It's like really kind of been a thing. So I'm celebrating that, but I'm definitely like ready to hit the next. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. A hundred pounds like that. That's incredible. You should definitely celebrate that (laughs) because if you can't celebrate that, then what what do you celebrate? You know, I mean, and I know how I felt plus a hundred pounds before, you know what I mean? Right. I ever in life want to go back there. So it's so important to have like little victories and to celebrate them along the way. I mean, in fitness in business in in pretty much all aspects, when you are going towards a really, really big goal, yeah. you can't only have that big goal as like the only thing you celebrate or you'll be miserable. Yeah. It's just like, I'll never get there. <laughs> yeah. So is there like a fear? I know, I know a few women who have lost a significant amount of weight. And like you said, there was like that mental, you know, like the disconnect between the mental and the physical. And I know a lot of them, it's like, they are fearful that it's like, they're just going to wake up one day and it's going to be back. I think because I'm still in it, it's like, I haven't really processed that. There is a part of me that's like, what if I've done all this work? And especially now, because I've really been living my life out loud, which is something I've never done. I've tried to lose weight a thousand times, you know, but I've never been public with my journey ever. And I've kind of let people behind the curtain, which is something I've never done in my entire life, especially kind of like with how I was raised. It was like, you know, my family's pretty big in like ministry space. And so you always want to kind of like never represent your family in such a bad way or anything like that. So I just, I've always kept my personal life private. And so there is a fear that you finally achieve this goal and you reach a certain space, but, oh my gosh, think, what if I gain this back? But I am realizing now that this is a journey that I'll like always be on. It's something that I'm always going to be with. Like even people who have addiction issues or things like that, you Mm -hmm. know, like that's going to be always be kind of like my cross to bear. Like I'm always going to have to function in kind of like that structural tension where I'm like, you know, just trying to keep it all together because some days it's just not going to be together. And I've had to learn how to give myself grace and be like, okay, it is what it is. Keep it moving, you know? And so, um, and just be honest about that. 
Yeah. yeah, the grace is so important. It's so important on any like health or fitness journey. You can't you can't demand a hundred percent perfection out of yourself and then you know fall into the self hate hole when you screw up or any of that because it's like like you said this is a lifelong thing and there is no there you know like once you kind of have this there in mind and then you get to there there's always something else so. Absolutely. And it's just a thing where, you know, me realizing that I've never, I was always kind of in that diet mindset in times past where it was like, okay, I just need to get this weight off. And then I'm gonna go turn up and with my friends and do all the things that I used to do and drink the things and eat the things. And, you know, but it's not, you know, I just kind of have to, and I'm a recovering perfectionist. And I say recovering because <laughs> has really, which I have realized, like being a perfectionist is not a good thing. Which my, I used to pride myself on that, like I am a perfectionist, but it's not a good thing because nothing in life is perfect. So right, right. So what got you on this journey to begin with, and made you? Well, well, it's like a two part question. The other yeah. part is like, why are we living out loud? But yeah, um, what made you be like, okay, this time we're doing it we're going, you know, we're going full in. What, what did something happen or was you just kind of like wake up and be like, I need to do this. Yeah. So for years and years, I used to say, okay, I'm really going to tackle my health and my weight before I get to a certain age. You know what I mean? So here I am 34 now. And I used to say that all throughout my twenties and I would go have physical after physical. And the doctor was saying, you're good. Nothing's wrong. You know, all my levels, blood sugar levels and everything. My test results would always come back clear. So I would think like, oh, okay, well, I'm not, you know, in dire need at this point. But then um, in 2018, I was performing in a Christmas show. We had done, I think like 65 shows or something crazy like that. And I had like six features throughout the show, like singing these like big songs. And I literally would sing and smile on stage, but would get off stage and would be dying because I just couldn't breathe. I just could not breathe. And the dressing rooms are on the second floor. And just to go up and down the stairs, it was death to me. And I mean, my body, it was just, I was just breaking down. And I had avoided going to the doctor to have a physical because I, one, didn't want to step on the scale and see what the number would be. And then I, you know, didn't know what would have come out. And then my doctor said, you are, you know, like, borderline diabetic essentially and I was like oh uh uh-uh no because Mm -hmm. diabetes runs heavy in my family I had literally just lost my four living grandparents three of them are now deceased within some year like the past within the past five six years all to some form of diabetes complications like it started with diabetes and went into other things where they had to have dialysis or they had to have this or you know what I mean and really if they probably had made those changes, probably would still be living today. You know what I mean? And so I didn't want that. Um, I don't have kids or anything like that yet, but I don't want to pass those habits down to my kids, you know? And so many times when things like diabetes and high blood pressure run in your family, we tend to, especially in African-American community, um, we tend to just accept the fact like, oh, well, you know, mama had it, you know, daddy had it, it runs in the family. And then it's like, okay, well, you're going to get it. But it's like, but you don't have to get it. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I have to do this. Um, I don't 
you know, it was to the point where my doctor made me, I had to check my sugar every day. And I was like, I'm not pricking my finger. Like, I'm not, this is not the lie. No, I'm not about this life. I'm not doing it. So I um, got a health coach and I just started changing my eating habits and got on a really good program and just started seeing the success. And so what happened was I didn't go public with it for like six months. And I would just text my little circle of family and let them know how I was doing each week. Some of my close friends and we have a little support group on Facebook and I would post these things that would just come to me and I would just write and write and write. And people were like, you should like start coaching. Like you should really, and I was like, have you seen me? Like, who am I to tell someone like you need to live a healthy lifestyle? Like they're going to be like, girl, sit down. So I completely ignored that. So then I kept going, going. And a girlfriend of mine was like, you know, oftentimes on social media, people always want to show the end result, but they never show the process of how to get there. And she was like, and a girlfriend of mine, she had been through a horrible divorce. And she, we kind of grew up very similar with kind of prominent families and, you know, where we don't let people behind the curtain. And so her divorce was very public, very nasty. And it was one of those things where she was like, you know, if people see the process of the journey and kind of see the struggle and see the realness, people will respond to that. And people will realize that maybe this can happen in my life as well. You know, if she can do it, then I can do it. And so I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting her to say that. I said, I didn't ask for a sermon today, but you know, (laughs) but, uh, but it was so true and it really stuck with me and it still sticks with me now. So I never forget the time I had typed up, just poured my heart out into a Facebook post And literally when I hit submit, I just started bawling my eyes out because it was like a release, I guess, of just letting everything that I have probably had inside and just being real and honest. And then I didn't know what the response would be. You were, you were allowing yourself to be seen. Yeah, I was. And people who knew me were like, whoa, you know what I mean? Because they know like, she doesn't do that. You know what I mean? Like she's funny, like keep it, whatever. But they're like, oh, like this is, you know. So it was just the, the outpouring and the response of that was really, really positive. And just to hear from people that they too had these struggles and that they had these things, you know, and it kind of started to birth something, you know, and then I started coaching a little bit and, you know, I had three clients for like three months and it was like, okay. And then April, it just like blew up 28 clients. Just wow. Like, right. Which I yeah. never would have been able to have been able to focus on had I been, because my theater was shut down because of the pandemic, you know what I mean? I would not have been able to coach 28 people at one time, you know what I mean? On top of the few that I already had. So it's just one of those things. I think that the, well, first of all, that's amazing. But (laughs) I think that whole imposter syndrome, that whole like, who am I to lead other people? And I think it's so perfect because, you know, we often, especially on social media, we see this like picture perfect fit girl in like the matching outfit and the abs and all this stuff. And it's like, it's not relatable to everyone. You know, there, of course you can look at it and be like, wow, goals, but it's not relatable. It's like, okay, well, have you always looked like this or were you like, thin and then you added muscle like what's the story here because I I don't think I could be there and I think when you're smack in the middle of your journey 
I mean, you've lost a hundred pounds. That's huge. There are probably a ton of people who are, that's what they want to do. You know, that's their goal right. or a partial goal. And for you to be like, look, I'm here, I'm doing it. I've come this far. I still have a ways to go. Like you're leading people through the process. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you. I love that. (laughs) Funny thing is two people have even, some people who sign on with me, it wasn't even about the amount of weight that I lost. Some people were like, like your eyes look different. You know what I mean? Or like your countenance is different, you know? And I'm like, really? Okay. Which I do feel, I always say that my weight was always like a cocoon that kind of held me back because Mm -hmm. there's always auditions and stuff I wanted to do. There was always things that I like, maybe I could do this, but I don't. Cause I'm like, well, how would I look on stage, you know, at this size, you know, and I've never really expressed that because I do come off as a confident person, which in some aspects I am, but there are parts, fragments of me that kind of, I was confident in my space. Like right. growing up, I was always, even though as a kid, I would probably be like a size 10, 12, all my friends were size four, you know what I mean? Or size two or size whatever. So it was like, I was always the funny, cute friend where they would say, you have a pretty face and that would be it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Which is like... Which is like, really? So I'm yeah. just whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just so many damaging things that you can say to a person. Yeah. You know, that sticks with them. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes, you know, part of that, that internal loop um, right. where it's not even yours. Yeah. You and know. you can realize that it has like an effect on you because it's like, oh, okay, well, at least they said I'm pretty, you know, and you just take it and you know, they mean well, but it's just like, you have such a pretty face. I would hear that. I've heard that my whole life. You have such a pretty face, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now it's kind of like, there's a different confidence in me that's kind of coming out. Like I will try that outfit or, you know, now I'll, I won't walk by a full length mirror and not take a selfie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Okay. (laughs) Something I never did before. Like I don't even have a full length mirror in my house and now I'm like shopping for like three. So for every room, you know what I mean? But it's just one of the things because it's like only take those pictures, you know, from the dressed up or, you know, whatever, or let me get in the middle so everyone can kind of, you know, type of thing. So there's so much. I always tell people the losing weight portion is really the easy part. It's all the minds. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. It is. It's crazy how like even just, you know, like for me there, when there are moments of like high stress or anxiety and things are going on around me, like I can look in the mirror and be like, ew, when it has, you know, nothing to do with my physical body at all. But I'll just see this vision of myself and be like, gross, because there's so much going on in my head, completely unrelated. Oh yeah. Like I've had to go to therapy. I go to therapy all the time. I mean, it's just like, which I didn't even realize, like all these thoughts and how I viewed myself and all of those things that they were even prevalent in so many things in my life until I like actually sat down and like talked about them with someone. And then you're like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Like, what bulb? So that's really kind of been, and that's going to always kind of be an ongoing thing. Even I could have the best body in the world, a part of me is still going to see that girl, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, until, until you forgive her and, until I exactly. yeah, and, and make, you know, make peace with her. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, you said, we were talking about like, you know, you're walking by mirrors and, and you have a lot yeah. more confidence. And I think that that's just like a different level of beauty. You know, when you 
are able to love yourself, even if you're not where you want to be. Yeah. Um, because there are, you know, there are people out there that you would think have like the, the most perfect body ever. You know, I mean, I see these people all the time and like there's some of them are the most insecure people ever like out there, you know, but it's when you are able to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I love myself or I am happy with where I'm at and I'm still, you know, I have improvements to make, but it's not, I will love myself when I get there. And it's just a totally different vibe. And I can totally see, you know, people gravitating towards that because we all want that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all want to feel that way. We all want to feel good exactly. in our bodies now. Exactly. <laughs> not, exactly. And not, you know, when we have this unrealistic, like, I always tell people, I'm like, you can't want her abs. You can't want her legs because you don't know if that's even genetically possible or like what it will look like on you. Exactly. When you, you know, get to wherever it is that you're going, you know, like you're, own body is unique and it's going to look different yeah depending on journey is your journey like I yeah my clients you know it's like they'll be like I only lost five pounds this week and I'm like that's amazing I'm like it's better than gaining five pounds you know what I mean (laughs) and that's amazing most people ain't losing five pounds in a week or or any pounds you know what I'm saying so take the win (laughs) take the win so yeah that's like take the win so as a nutrition coach myself, I, it's so funny because I feel like most of what I talk to my clients about is, you know, like talking them off ledges, not so much the, the actual nutrition aspect or the health aspect. It's more of, you know, how they're feeling and what's going on and, and being like, you know, like you just said, like, oh, I only lost five pounds. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, letting them be proud Um be proud of the progress that they're making. And sometimes, you know, progress isn't always measured in pounds lost or inches. And sometimes it's kind of like, you know, if you go off the rails, like maybe this time it was less time than the last time. And that's progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. My goal by this time next year is to be full time. Um, I, my goal first of all is to like be debt free. So, um, (laughs) and then I'm definitely not one of those people like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Plan this, you know, planning. Perfectionist in me. Like I'm going to, my goal is to be coaching full time. Um, I started coaching in August of last year, so it hasn't quite been a year. Um, so still growing with that. I'm working on my website, which should probably Start, be available praying July 1 is my goal um so that it's not my full time feels like it's my full time because mm-hmm. it, you know but it's not yet but so how are you like juggling that like along you've got your your full-time gig you have your coaching you have the singing yeah. I'm, I'm guessing is like a yeah so I um perform at a theater and what it's funny with March through now should have probably been the biggest season because I would have been performing in one show while rehearsing to bring up another show. So we're slowly starting to get back into that. So I don't know how I'm going to juggle all of it because I haven't had to yet. So I'm just learning to kind of take life as it comes. Um, And I'm really just trying to get as organized as I possibly can. Um, And I am one of those people who is like, if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. 
So <laughs> it's not on the calendar. It's not real. It's not a real thing. So, um, literally everything is in my calendar and my reminders. And I mean, I literally have to like goose proof myself. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing. Also, I do a lot of communications things for my dad. I run a social media site for a newspaper. Um, so I have like a lot of little hustles because I just can't do the corporate America. Nine mm. Like I can't live that life anymore. Like I cannot do it anymore. It is a lot. So I do have like flexibility where I can push things around and do things, you know, whatever. So I'm slowly trying to come out of some things as like my coaching business grows. Yeah. So that slowly kind of, you know, giving some responsibilities away and helping other people to do those things. Um, yeah. So with your singing, have you, have you had the opportunity to, cause you know, obviously with everything closing down, have you had the opportunity to see how your health um, has made an impact on it? Yes. So the Christmas show this past 2019, I think vocally was like my, my best season I think ever because it's a real Christmas is really intense. Um, like the show literally starts like November one and goes like to December 23rd, you know what I mean? So it's super intense and there's not, there hasn't been a season up until last season, knock on wood, that I haven't either gotten sick or I've had to sing through something or I've had to whatever. So, I mean, just as a singer physically, just being able to breathe on stage, breathing is very important in singing. So it's like, being a, I mean, so there's one song I sing and I like just held a note till like Jesus came back, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, and people were like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, I just had all this breath and I just held it, you know what I mean? And so it's just one of those things. So singing wise, it's even allowed me to take more risks in my singing, like trying things that I would never try before because I just didn't think I could support it or doing it. And then just feeling it like people singing is like, you gotta, it's a body thing. It's not just mm -hmm. your throat or your whatever. It's, you gotta feel it in your whole body because that's how you really like express it and sing it. So, I mean, just for that, just feeling good, like not aching and not feeling, you know what I mean? It was a great thing. And the fact that I had to have my costumes taken in and, you know, that was a great thing. So, yeah. oh my gosh, it made a huge difference, like a huge difference. I, love I actually used to do musical theater, so I guess <laughs> I miss that. It's so funny because I feel like I'm one of those people who dabbles in a ton of stuff too. And it's like, you can't do everything that you love, you know, like you could not possibly do all of the things that you're in love with or passionate about, but singing and dancing is definitely, and I am in no way, I'm sure as talented as you are in the singing department. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those things where I um, really, and really I think one of the things where I was like, which is funny because I never thought that me, that health coaching would be like a profession, like mm. certified health coach. Like, what does that even mean? Like I never ever in my life saw that. And my mom, ironically, she got her master's in human nutrition and she would tell me all the time years ago, like you can help so many people. Like if you would just, get your life together, you know, <laughs> and I, oh yeah, you know, moms, they don't, oh, moms. They don't moms. <laughs> Thanks. which is funny because my mom for years with, in her own subtle way, tell me like, you need to do something. You need to lose weight, you know? And of course it's your mom. So it's like, when you hear your mom say, it's like, there's like a one, there's like a level of like trauma involved. Cause you're like, this is trauma. And I would get it from my mom and my grandmother. Like my grandmother told me like, if you, if you lose weight, I'll pay for your like 
skin removal surgery. Like, oh and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which I know she means well, but they just, their delivery is epic. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, it's like, which that's my girl. I love my girl. My mom, mom, she's, that's my girl. I always say I'm the favorite, but my dad, the thing that really also triggered me was my dad is not confrontational at all. And he's never, he'll say questions and I know what he'll mean. Like he'll say, have you been to the doctor? And I'll be like, yeah. And he'll be like, okay. And then he'll just drop it. But then he called me and he said, um, Hey, have you ever looked into getting, um, the weight loss, the gastric, uh, some sleep. Oh my God. And I was like, what? And he was like, why don't you just do some research on it? You know, uh, I know some people who've had it and they've had some success, you know? So if you look into it, you know, like I'll pay for it and stuff. And I'm like, and for me, that was like, oh my gosh, my dad just called me fat. You know what I mean? And he didn't. Yeah. He's trying to be so sweet about it. But oh. the fact that my dad felt like it was so die that I was in such a bad place that he was so worried for my health that he thought I was going to die. He felt like we've got to do something now. We're in like DEFCON 4. Like, yeah, she's got to be fixed. And so for me, That's it was like, like soul crushing. It was. And I really was like, dang, you know, like my dad in all 34 years of my life, he's never, he's, oh, I mean, and my parents are super, super supportive. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> my dad is my like rock. It's probably why I'm not married now because I have not found a man as good as my daddy. You know, what I mean? <laughs> that bar is like, woo. So it's like, dang. Like, so it really made me like look at myself. And then it was like, but I didn't tell him that at the time. I just kind of played it off. Like, yeah, I'll look into it. Okay. But then I was like, oh, snap. Like, you know, like my dad sees me. So the fact that like dad wasn't seeing me as like little girl or, you know, whatever, but he saw me as like, my daughter is like dying. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I felt that like he felt. Like he was just coming from a place of worry. Of and course. so it was like, okay, you know, so he was definitely one person that I would check in every week. And, you know, I don't think he thought like, is she really going to do this? So for me to have come this far. So now every time he sees me, he's like, you look so great. I'm just so proud of you. You know, so I think he's more proud of me for this than I think than anything I've ever accomplished. Oh, yeah. Just like so happy to finally probably see me confident in myself, you know what I mean? And to see me going for things that he's probably always has wanted for me, but always kind of had to let me find my way. And I think he's probably relieved that I'm finding my way, you know, and thankful. So it was just one of those things, but that was definitely like a pinnacle moment where I was like, you did know. you actually look into it? Like, did you, were you like, I, did. Oh, I, I wasn't, so I, I knew I was not, I was not like, you're not cutting my stomach out. Like, I'm not going to, like, no, you're not going to do that. And I felt like, and I looked into the, um, dang, I guess, like, the balloon. I looked into all kinds of stuff. I wasn't going to do it, but I did just, like, research it to see, like, okay, what is this like? And I looked mm -hmm. into, like, the lab band and some other things like that. But I felt like it doesn't matter what you have done. Like, if your mindset is not right, like there's no quick fix. There's no quick fix. Like you have to do the work. I don't care what you do. Like you just have to do the work. There's no short shortcuts to this. Like it's a journey for a reason. Like you have to put in the work, you know? So I feel like the surgeries too, like I obviously, I haven't like dove deep into them. Um, but like, I feel like I know enough. I feel like all of those like require you to have such an insane diet afterwards that it's kind of like, why wouldn't you just like, yeah, and then I, I, was, and I was watching like Dr. Oz or something, and he was like showing people who've done it, and they're like, I eat a teaspoon of pudding, and I'm like, yeah, 
Like, my life, a miserable life. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, you know, so I was like, this is not what I want. And I've also known people that have done it, but have still gained their weight back and then still have several health complications. So yeah. it just wasn't sure. something for me. And I have, you know, I know people that have done it and have had success, but they've done the work. You know what I mean? They've still had to do the work. So yeah, like, no, I, I don't want to do that. There's no escape from the work. I mean, I, I, I've tried every fad diet on the planet. I have done the HDG thing. I did cool sculpting and actually ended up ruining my body um, in spots. Like very, I, it is my horror story. I tell people yeah. to, you know, keep them from doing crazy stuff like that. And it's like, trust me, if there was a way you could just wake up in the morning and take a pill and be fit <laughs> and healthy, you know, and perfect. Well, yeah, I would have found it. And there just isn't. It's, you know, it's diet and exercise. And that is, that is it. And there are people who, you know, make me want to scream because they've got these really unsustainable, you know, do this, do that. I did this. This worked for me. Or I lost 30 pounds on this. So that's what I have to do again. And it's like, okay, but you gained it back. So like that didn't work. Right. Right. You know, there's all these things. And at the end of the day, it's like, you have to find something you can do forever. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I always say lifelong transformation, you know, healthy habits. So it's this one of those things. It's like, you've got to have the tools to be able to make like that lasting change. And so Mm -hmm. it's definitely not easy. So yeah, that was definitely a crucial moment there. And I was like, I think weight loss is a real, it's, you know, it's a tough subject too, because it's, you know, with the body positivity movement and, you know, fat shaming and all of that. It's like, if I look at a woman and she is happy, genuinely happy with who she is and healthy and all that, like, I don't, I don't care what other people do. You know, I'm like, you do whatever makes you happy. But I do think, especially, you know, with COVID and it being, um, you know, people, an underlying health condition could be obesity or, you know, diabetes. And they didn't really talk a lot about that. And like, that's scary, you know, to know that like you're preconditioned to becoming severely ill just because of that. So I feel like it's such a tender conversation and it's like, no, you don't have to lose weight to be loved or to be worthy or to have value. Like that all comes from on the inside Exactly. That has to be created. But, you know, to be able to be in a healthy range just for health sake, you know, or, or like for you for performance. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, to be able to sing and to be able to feel amazing on stage, like it has to be, you know, an incredible. It is an incredible thing. And to actually be able to I haven't even, I mean, I can't, I love like roller coasters, but I haven't been on a roller coaster in a long time. I haven't been to a theme park in a while either, but there's no feeling like we went to somewhere in Orlando. I think it was Universal. And like, I had to get off a ride because I, the thing went in, you know, that's like embarrassment, you know what I mean? So I'm like, well, that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? So now I, so for a while I didn't, I wouldn't even try. I just be like, okay guys have fun. I'll hold your back. And I'm like, I don't want to be the bad girl. Like I need to be out there like, woo, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I, you know, that's me. So I was like, man, so I cannot wait until 
whenever a park opens or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. To be able to do those I've things. never been to like Carolyn, so I may just go. No. You know when the best time to go on a Sunday, and I'm probably going to burst into flames for saying it, <laughs> is, is, is on a Sunday. Really? Yes, because no one is there. Everyone's in church. So I have gone right when they opened on a Sunday and I have gone through every single roller coaster in like an hour and then people start rolling in. Really? At I'm that happy. point. And I have two friends and it's not even like that. I can't get tickets. Like I literally have friends who like work. Yeah. The corporate side. So it's not like, and, the, and I've lived here for a while and I still have never been. Oh like, my goodness. Yeah. It, it's it's amazing. It's like, it's like, okay, hot tip. If you live in the South. Yeah. Exactly. Cause you will, you don't have to wait in line at all. And then by the time you've gotten through everything, everyone starts to arrive and you can kind of hang out and get your, like, you know, your little treats or whatever. And, um, play games. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to just like watch church online. That's yep. And then, you know, I'm no, telling you, it was, I'm it definitely going to do it. Like, and I'm going to I'm going to do it at some point whenever they open, but you know, for sure. So definitely has been, um, inspiring. And then it's just like, you find those little things. And I always tell my clients to like non-scale victories, like lead to scale victories, yes. like find success in those non-scale victories. Because like, I literally, I kid you not probably like a month or so now I just got into, I love sports. So all sports is canceled now, but I literally just started watching, um, like racing. So NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, NASCAR. So I just like got into it. I have a friend who works for NASCAR films. And so he's always, I've watched some of like his documentaries and stuff that he's like won Emmys and stuff for. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. So then I was like, I'm really bored. And so I thought there was a race on and my girlfriend, she's like, why don't you watch NASCAR? NASCAR's back, girl. You need to watch it. <laughs> I'm like, black people don't watch NASCAR. So <laughs> now, so I'm like, I watch and then I like, I was like, oh, they have a black driver. So then I'm like watching. And then I started like watching, uh, something came on CN, like racing lines or something. First of all, I didn't even oh. know Charlotte was like a hub of racing. <laughs> I didn't know any, I'm like, <laughs> like, and I've lived here. So I'm like, so my girlfriend's like, you have to go to a race. I was like, maybe in the fall. So I don't do the heat. So, you know. Yeah, it's brutally hot right now. My husband is actually on a pit crew. No way. Yeah, so we watch. We are we are a racing family. Dang, that's awesome. That's, that's so crazy. And I literally just got into it. So I tell people all the time, like, the race is on. So I'm, you know. Mm -hmm. so I really love sports. And I think once you, like, if you find, like, if you follow, like, certain drivers and you know, like, who the people are, it makes it way more competitive because you're like, let's go. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. so that, I'm really, like, into it now, so. And when you understand, like, cautions and restarts and pit stops. Racing for dummies. Like, I literally was looking online because I'm like, when it's, like, <laughs> caution and this, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I definitely just got into that. And I'm like, dang, I would love to, like, get in a racing car, but you got, like, get through the window. I'm like, okay, all right. We'll wait for that. I got to fit in this window. You know what I mean? Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. So I was definitely like, man, like just getting into that. And I'm like, hmm. So now that's going to go. I'm like, I'm going to get in a race car one day. We're going to see. <laughs> I, that would be amazing. I, I get so pumped when people get into NASCAR because, I mean, I, I used to be like, ugh. 
why would I watch this crap, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when I started dating my husband, I was just kind of like, well, I love you and I care about you. So you're passionate about this. I guess I'll yeah. start watching. And so now I'm like screaming at the TV. <laughs> I, I know when he has a bad pit stop. And I have been really proud. Like I've been watching like a lot of different like interviews and stuff like with everything going on and like, you know, Bubba Wallace, like, speaking out, and then, like, some of the drivers, and, like, speaking out and stuff like that, I was like, wow, because I always had this image of, like, what NASCAR was, so I was like, oh, but I was really, like, wow, this is something, you It's know? funny, because it's, the fans, the, the fans are very different from the people who are, are in it, like, you know, there's, yes, and it's funny because I have a girlfriend who used to be a fabricator like she was a welder and she had never been to a race before and she's like I just really want to sit in the stands and I was like you do and she's like yeah and I was like okay so we went and she's just like oh my like the crazy you know like there are women women bringing their newborns without any earplug like it was just like an absolute shit show of a setting to be in um but when you're you know the people that are in the race teams like it's a very different 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 world yeah, so from I kinda, like gather so I was with my friends like if I go like I need to be down by the people I don't need I don't and I don't want to be because that looks just really hot and those little metal benches I don't want to sit there <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> no I mean and it's so much it's a lot of fun to be able to go and be in the pits and all of that and get to yeah, kind of it was things. a lot of fun so I mean hopefully yeah. I'll experience that at some point but yeah, so I definitely, that's kind of like my new well, Bubba's your driver? <laughs> well, I like Bubba. I like, I like Kyle Busch. I like, um, <laughs> I like Austin Dillon. I like oh. Ty <laughs> Dillon only because, well, Ty did that interview with Bubba Wallace on Instagram and I really like that. So I don't know anything <laughs> about him. So <laughs> the people I know and I like, well, I shouldn't say like, I, these are just the people I know, like the Jimmy Johnson guy and then. Whatever. Yeah, so you know, I, you, you watch. I'm you know, like Kyle Bush, like he's, man, he's always like up in the top five somewhere. That's who my husband works for. Sometimes, or he'll get penalties, and then he'll be, like right in number three. And I'm like, dang, he don't mess around. No, that's so, who my husband works for. Shut your mouth. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they won the championship last year, so it was, it was a good year. <laughs> See, there you go. So I'm like, oh, wow okay cool so I know like I just noticed that and so I noticed the people who always kind of end up in the like top or whatever yeah well the, you know it's it's more fun when you when you think someone can win <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah like so I, I need to get up there you know like so which I don't know any of the methods or any of that into getting whatever but yeah it's, it's fun to watch like a lot of laps though <laughs> yeah it's a lot so we like to end things on a quote so is there like a quote that you either live by or maybe it's been something kind of speaking to you lately I kind of have like two quotes so so the first one is um which I've kind of learned in my business uh someone said to me some will some won't who cares Mm. so it's like because like the first time people have like canceled or they've like you know I really took it like personally like that's so sad like I really you know but now I've kind of got to a point where it's like you can't want this journey more than someone wants it for themselves you know what I mean like some people will do it some people won't do it and you can't you care but you can't really like take it personally because that's just and that's just with anything you know like 
some will, some won't, who cares? Like if you care so much about what people think and what, you know, how that affects you and stuff like that, like you won't, you know, you'll focus more on that than what actually matters. And then my second quote, which is kind of like how I live my life um, and really how just I run my business, how I perform, how I do everything. Um, it's like everything we do is kind of like in service to others, right? So um, it's a song, part of a song. And I'll kinda, I can't really ever say it. I kind of have to like sing it. So it's just like, if I can help somebody as I travel along, then my living shall not be in vain. And that's it. So oh, I love that you just did that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so good. Thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Where can they find you? Where can everyone find you? Yeah, so awesome. So my Instagram is Regina V as in Victoria Jackson. So Regina V Jackson, that's IG, and then Facebook just Regina Jackson. Awesome. And then Thank when you. My launches, it'll be reginajackson.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so so much for yeah, coming exactly. on. And... This is my first podcast, so it's like, Yay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.